0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 9, Episode 21. Bible Notes from Rick Berman, November 20th, 1986. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host... Dr. Check, Larry Nemichek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Boy, have we got a great episode of the Trek Files for you today. I'm sure everyone's gonna love this. All of you, of course, all you Star Trek fans, you Star Trek history buffs, you canonistas, I do say that lovingly, always. You hey, even the tech heads are gonna love today's show. Yes, I'm talking to all you Trecophiles spelled with an F. This is an awesome show because we're really celebrating. These are timeless, these are evergreen. You'll want to listen to these with your grandchildren someday, but today happens to be our fifth anniversary of our premiere, and so that calls for a special guest, and we have that and more, a special topic, and you can see our document of the week. This week, we're back in TNG Early Days, which speaks to today. You can see our document, as always, there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Call it up. You want to follow along with this one. Now, here's an audio sample, but of course, as usual, stick with me because I'll be right back after that with this week's very special guest. The original series, the ongoing confrontation between McCoy and Spock, was a continual springboard for both dramatic and comic situations. Which characters will provide this conflict now? All right. Good question. Of course, look at this date. It's so early in the process. This is very early Rick Berman, not yet attached to the show. He's writing this memo as a studio guy to this guy Gene Roddenberry on this crazy idea to bring back that old show and see if there's any, see if there's any fuel left in the tanks for this idea. And the very, the very first inklings of what the rough think tank had put down on paper. So Rick is responding to some very early you know, notes here. And uh, it's, it's part of the process of creating a new show, much less something which may be even tougher is catching lightning in a bottle again. <laughs> And someone who I think is a is now an expert on catching lightning in a bottle again. Uh, good friend of mine that I've known for, well, for a long time. We'll talk about that. But uh, you will know him now as that guy who's attached to Star Trek Picard and especially... The third season we're all about to enjoy with this coming. Terry Metalis, get in here, sir. It is so great to see <laughs> you and thanks for sitting down with wow. us and talking about this today, man.
1: It is As, congratulations. Oh well thank congratulations you. Congratulations
0: on everything happening lately. Well, thank
1: you and happy anniversary.
0: Oh, well thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, <laughs> I, I'm just uh we're all excited about Picard um, you know, on the way here and what what it what it's going to be and what we will know it is eventually. But um, I, I was hoping this would strike a chord with you when you're looking at something talking about a process of creating anything. And of course, you, uh, before Picard, I think 12 Monkeys is there. But I will say even going right. back to all your years in training as Brandon and Braga's there, the right. And Voyager. then before
1: that, as, as, a, as a PA. As a PA, a yes. Voyager, that's how we met. Uh, I mean, it is interesting looking at this document because I have spent so much time with the end of Star Trek The Next Generation, because that's where very much what we're doing is the very end of, of, of their journey. And to go back to the very beginning here is there's, there's a poetry to it. And looking at these original documents, um, is, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty stunning how much um, is still here from these original concepts
0: that's what i was curious that's still active
1: and still dead on um and 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 still a major part of what makes star trek and specifically the next generation the next generation it's 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 uh it's pretty phenomenal
0: well it's uh, now again this is a slice of history it's it's great because i worry i've told a few folks involved with the current shows this it's great because it's a little bit like doing the Civil War documentary, and you've got all those letters to pan over. And I worry that anybody doing right. something from today, whether it's a conflict or a historical event, or it's a Star Trek show in development, that we won't have this great paper record. So I've been telling everybody right. to save your emails. They <laughs> don't, they don't email. do this
1: anymore. They don't do this. And as, and as someone who sat uh, with Rick and, and Brannon for months at a time on on, mm-hmm. on many episodes uh and then had had these documents come in and out uh it, it's incredible because nowadays their phone calls they're zooms uh and your assistant takes note takes notes so to read these um so clear and concise in memo format and then signed it's with <laughs> in, on on paramount letterhead it, uh the golf and western company look at that uh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, with dates and everything handy. Yeah. yeah. See, I worry about the future historians. But what, so specifically, so we've got, we're on two levels here. On one level, it's the TNG wheel. And by the way, what was your Star Trek? Because you were a fan, right? When you came well, to
1: work? Well, yeah, there's no, I don't have, what, when I, uh, I mean, I what I grew up with was, was the original series, uh, you know, I so, uh, you know, some of the first feature films I ever saw in the theater were. Uh, yeah. Wrath of Khan and Star Trek 3. Uh, and so I, I grew up, um, with, with the original series crew and Sundays watching the original series, uh, on the couch with my dad. And remember very much when they announced Next Gen, when the first images of the new Enterprise D came through, and we were like, What is that thing? That doesn't look anything like the Enterprise. That's weird looking. I don't like it. Um, Which uh, to this day is still a sentiment that comes through uh, with fans uh, on even less practical-looking ships. Um, So uh, it. it,
0: uh, Well, this so so what's going on in this memo speaks again. They're they're creating a new show, but they're very cognizant of we've got this fan base. The whole reason we have a job right now is because of this thing that we have to pay attention to. We can't just ignore it.
1: Right. Well, but what strikes me in this document is it's it's how utterly reasonable it all is. There's, there's nothing, there is no, uh, this, this doesn't work. You really need to rethink anything. Um, in fact, all of it, um, these are softballs <laughs> compared to uh, developing a show now um, with studios. I mean, what's nice is this is one producer giving these notes. Usually today you have 10 or 11 different producers with a studio and a network or a streamer right. coming at you as well um and then a director so it's uh this is lovely I, this is a lovely demo. <laughs> <laughs> well what so i mean
0: he's he's looking at a different several different angles and i'm curious yeah uh, again we know we know the historical context of tng which is interesting and then uh, you were just talking about the how it's how it's the same but that's everything about star trek how it's exactly the same but different right. on every iteration right. right and so the kind of things you run into with. Updating the characters. And again, we should say Picard, you came into it at the end of the first season, right? They'd set up. No, I, what, I, I Or came. where, how was your, what's your, what was your intro there? So I
1: came in in, in season two. Um, they had already, they had a room with uh, Michael Shaban, Akiva, uh, Kirsten Byers, and, and um, they had already had set up a mini room. And um, I came in uh, then. Uh, I had just, they had sent me super rough cuts of of season one. Uh, So I I had dropped in there and they were, they were looking for uh, ideas as to, to where to go from there. Uh, And they had, you know, they knew they had two more to go. Um, And, uh, you know, Akiva Goldsman was, was uh, running the room at that time. Uh, And then Michael was uh, starting to phase out. So that he could go work on um Cavalier and Clay, his brilliant mm-hmm. novel. Um, uh, which is uh I think it's going to I, I don't wanna say unless it hasn't been announced, but I, I think it's going to a major streamer, but I don't wanna say unless I'm not supposed to say. Oh, good. But, okay. No, but but um I you know, that's a passion project for him. So he was moving off and then and then this you know, and then Akiva would was moving off for Strange New Worlds, uh towards the end of season two. So um so that was that was my entry point right right well how did you get in the door it wasn't enough to
0: your agent to send over a thing and say and he was brandon's assistant once and did this other show i mean what what how did you get in there
1: uh 12 monkeys was was my bait was a show on the sci-fi channel it was my right kind of my baby um and i ran it for four years um and it, it was one of those unique things that act- we were able to tell the whole story beginning middle and end and... Um, adapting from the original movie. Adapting from the original Terry Gilliam right. film. And uh, it, it, it was buzzy by the end. I had, I had directed the last two hours, and um, mm. Secret Hideout had uh, was a, certainly aware of it, and uh, I was certainly aware that they were starting to make new Star Trek, and I, I heard that they were going to bring back Picard, and I was like, please... These, <laughs> uh, I would do anything to be uh, back in in the Star Trek world. Yeah.
0: So, I'm what I'm trying to relate to here is they had obviously made the decision to have Picard. They had yes. done Nepenthe the first season where we saw Riker, Troy, and I mean, it wasn't. It's just like Next Generation started off not wanting to lean on any you know, original series concepts and characters. Like there were no Vulcans at first, and no Klingons and Romulans. I mean, they really wanted to set their own tone up, and that's a lot the way card launch they didn't want to be leaning right I, and I I, I
1: I think again I wasn't I wasn't part of it but the right. I, I think that that came from Patrick and I think Patrick very much wanted to tell a different kind of drama you know a, a character drama in a different right. way that wasn't um him on the bridge of a starship and then I came in, <laughs> in season three and said I want <laughs> you on the bridge of a starship and I want to bring everybody back and do all the things uh
0: well uh- yeah, well, a lot of things had shifted by. It. It's like you you have to jump through the first hoops before you know where the rest. It's like every series is that way, right? And, and I laugh at it because Next Generation wound up embracing all that eventually, well, sure, and then the and the other series on down the line. Yeah. So, so that's why I love these documents and and speaking to your experience, but also you're a fan and you know what they were doing in '86 and '87, right? Yeah. Did anything else of, of Rick's points here like really jump out at you in your well um... again they're
1: they're all reasonable I mean right you know his point about the enterprise is is, is uh, uh, give it make sure it has drama make sure it is vulnerable and uh, make sure it has personality that that's a great point make sure it's not too perfect um, it's interesting the Battlestar Galactica reference. Because um, uh, in, 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 he's talking in, you know,
0: about the, the original '70s. The so families, right? But I,
1: I I, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that he would be aware of the families on 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 the ship. That that that's that's uh, this uh, Riker. Don't make him a womanizer. Is right out of. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a super modern day sensibility. Um, interesting to 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 see that right here um the data being sexually active we wonder whether this is believable it is like it, it does it's a question you would ask a creator about how does an android is he is he banging crew members um the Jordy Jordy question also again great great question
0: you're uh, like uh, are you going to try to make it relevant and diverse but then bumble you know your intention Yeah. And, and yeah. it's
1: funny, and in, in coming into season three, you know, uh, uh, the one of the first discussions I had was with Lavar. Was hey, um, I mean, I had a very specific point of view as to who Jordy was now, um, mm-hmm. which I was fortunate and blessed that aligned with where he saw him, um, and he had quite a few issues with how. Um, and not spe- not specifically about geordi being blind but sort of this how uh, how he was treated uh, romantically how he right. was this sort of uh, um, bizarre geek who couldn't get a woman and it, 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 it was and it was funny it, it, all of that was certainly I was consciously aware of but then when you speak to levar about it you're like wow that is really it is pretty apparent uh, as to how, and and yeah. you, and then the 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 kind of stalker holodeck moment yeah. he had, which I do think is a, re- a relevant, oh yeah, episode of science fiction because that would totally happen if you had a holodeck. People would be using that absolutely to do the, exactly that. Um, but what that does for that character is tricky. You know. So again, you know, just looking at these questions, and Geordie's is a great thing. Um, number seven here: in the original series, the ongoing confrontation between McCoy and Spock was continuing. So it's funny, you know. I talked to Frakes about this. So in in season three, there is a um, couple of episodes. There is an arc in which Riker yeah. and Picard are not seeing eye to eye, in a in a very dramatic way, um, yeah. and that kind of conflict breaks off and talks about how Roddenberry was averse to. But you do think about McCoy and Spock, and that conflict did exist, but not quite at the modern-day dramatic television Battlestar Crimson Tide level that we we go to (laughs) in in season three. But it is interesting to see Rick here say, hey, let's, let's get more of that drama in here. Yeah. Um,
0: People talk about McCoy-Spock's arguments, debates. I mean, but I always saw them, if there was any doubt... First of all, they came out of the chemistry. That's a case of just like Worf and Dax on DS9. I mean, that was a case of it jumping off the dailies. Right. And not, hadn't been originally planned, and Gene Kuhn and all that. But I, by the time you got to a muck time, and Spock says, I wish McCoy to accompany me down for his right. ceremony, for his Kuna Kalifi," you knew that there was the respect there. So if, after that point, unless you're in the cave in the past with Zarabeth or something. Right. After that, it's just them spar. It's just... That's just the way the buddies are doing it. That's just their thing. Yes. You know? Right. So I never saw it as a... I mean, and sometimes I think the writers got a little edgy and so we look at sometimes when they're almost yelling at each other when there's nothing supernatural going on you're kind of going, eh. They're just really... <laughs> they're just really tired and cranky or something. Right. So I... But you know, so... But you do have that kind of... And you can look at all the series and you can find those whether they were on paper in the beginning or they evolved. And these Picard characters, I think they, you know, that's the other thing too is the old days of writing episodes and oh my God, we're three fourths of the way through our 26 episodes and we're all burned out and we need a seventh inning stretch and versus the whole modern streaming, just a 10 show. They're all really mini cinema TV. I mean, that's a different dynamic just sitting down and in writing, writing, but um, it is that affects. It. Yeah, Terry, uh, this is just too much for one episode. I'm hoping <laughs> I mean, it, it, we're talking about Scotty and the humor here and we're talking about uh, I, I know there's
1: so much here. not to mention the Bible itself. is extraordinary. I just um,
0: I we're we're running out of time here. Can you please come back and talk? I will come back as again. often as you
1: like. I would love nothing more. I mean, I do this with my friends uh every day so why not do it on a podcast so let's
0: okay so we're your friends (laughs) exactly i mean i'm happy files and your our entire audience are your friends i knew that i knew that (laughs) uh terry this has been awesome yes we will get you back very soon but thank you for stopping in and helping us to celebrate our our fifth Um, happy fifth
1: and i i can't wait to be back
0: well and we can't wait to uh if we're still waiting to see picard i can't wait to see picard
1: (laughs) season (laughs) three i hope you like it (laughs)
0: The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Hey, all of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com thetrekfiles, of course. Hey, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek in Portal 47. Yeah, that's me. Hit That's where you can link in for all of our new Trek Files swag and shirts, too, at our Tee Public shop. Trek well, everybody.